Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I hope you're having an amazing Thursday. I hope you had a fantastic week. I'm here with the amazing Karen A. Dahlman. Karen is an author, licensed psychotherapist, a channel for source wisdom, and I call her a Ouija-ologist, but she's a Ouija expert. And so um, on top of being a practitioner of the Ouija board, she serves as a director and officer at Talking Board Historical Society. Karen teaches and, and speaks at conferences internationally and appears on Gaia's show Beyond Belief several times and is a frequent guest on popular radio internet shows such as Coast to Coast, Fade to Black, and the UK's Unexplained. Within her presentations and her books, Karen helps other to, others to discover and unlock their greatest selves, including their extrasensory perceptions and engage within the world. Welcome, Karen. How are you? Great. Hi, well, hi, Marla. Great to be here with you guys. Hello, everybody in the audience watching. It's going to be a great show today. I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited. Thank you. So I always love to start at the beginning. And the beginning for me is, is yeah, your talents, abilities, gifts, whatever everybody calls them, something else. Did they start as a child? Is it something you're you a late bloomer, though? Like me, where did you come in with knowing that you had the ability to... Um, know things. Yeah, it actually happened at a really young age. I would say about the age of two. Two to five is when I had an imaginary playmate, but he was not imaginary. Everybody told me he was. And I, and I know why, because it came back later in my life. But I came into this world just <clears throat> seeing things, hearing things, feeling things that other people said they couldn't see, such as auras. I also would know when the phone was going to ring, who might be on the phone. Um, and then, of course, I had my friend that nobody else could see that I would talk to and play with all the time. So I just got to the point where I decided not to talk about it too much more around the age of five or six because I realized nobody believed me and they thought I was just pretending and making things up. Um, but, the, but the reality was I started to doubt myself. That's what happened. I started to doubt myself. And I wanted to go to school with the big kids. And in order to do that, I probably needed to not talk about uh, my friend. His name is Daki, my imaginary friend. But he was not imaginary again. Um, but anyway, so I tried to put him away when I went to school. And little did I know a few years later that that whole magical, mystical world that he had opened me to, such as seeing the auras and feeling people's feelings and knowing what people were thinking and et cetera, et cetera, and having these wonderful conversations with him that as a child, um, it's like, I just remember saying, you know, things like, well, who are these people that say they're my parents? It, it, just weird questions like that, not knowing why I was asking this and realizing, you know, as I got older and I started exploring these things that really it was about, I was more aware of where I came from, the spirit realm, as opposed to being here in a human body. But all that started, started you know, expanding for me, but it, but it was at the age of eight when I discovered the Ouija board. And that's when my hope, my hope and measure of clarity came back to me for what the other realms were about. Let's talk about the Ouija board because I am so curious about it. I know for a fact that I've cleared so many spaces where somebody had played with the Ouija board and have popped open a portal where people get really dark information. They don't get the clear 
concise information. So when you were eight and you did that, do you know where the information came from? Yeah. Okay. So at the time, no, I always thought I was talking to just, you know, dead, deceased people. I prefer to call them transition people. And that's where it started for me. But this is the thing. I was doing the Ouija board in a vacuum, basically. Of course, no social media. I had nobody telling me this is bad or negative, or you could bring in bad things. All I thought was that you could only bring in positive things. So my intentions were there from the get-go. My intentions were I wanted to connect with those who had transitioned, whether it was a grandfather or somebody that I knew in my life or others. I was just curious and wanted to know about what happens you know, when you leave this world and, and where were you before you came into this world? I was really searching for these answers at such a young age. And this is what, what happened, Marla. So I had two girlfriends who lived down the street from me. One was my best friend. One was her sister. And they had invited me to, her, to their house and said, we're going to play a game. And we would always go to each other's houses and play, you know, different kinds of games, you know, like Monopoly or Tiddlywinks mm-hmm. or barrel of monkeys, you know. <laughs> so they pull out this Ouija board, <clears throat> very much looking like this one. This is, by the way, this is the one I got from Santa Claus. I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, so it looked like this one. They pulled it out from underneath the bed and we um, uh, put the planchette on there, the little indicator that moves around. And they started moving it around. I thought, oh, this is a dumb game. Are you kidding me? What do you do? You push that thing around and you act like somebody's here pushing it. They said, no, it really works, Karen. I want you to try it. And I was like, okay, whatever. I said, swear you will not push it if I put my hands on this, this planchette. It started moving. I know I wasn't pushing it, so maybe they were pushing it. But then they said, we're going to show you something. We're going to let you speak to somebody we, we talked to. And I was like, who do you talk to? And they said, watch. So they both took back over control of the planchette. And then they started having this conversation. It was like, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Just back and forth little things. And it was spelling it out. And they were, you know, we're writing it down, reading it out. I said, who is this? And they said, well, that's our dead sister. I said, you have a dead sister? Turns out, which I did not know, the girl who was 10, two years older than my other friend, her older sister had a twin who died shortly after birth. Oh. And this twin was now on the other side, if you want to call it that, growing up, she was now 10 years old, not a baby when she passed. It was cool we were talking to somebody who was deceased, transitioned, but more importantly to me was that this being was having its own life and growing up to feel, uh, to understand and know that this child who died at the age of, you know, a few months, there it was growing up and 10 years old and having conversations with us. So I went home and I said, oh my gosh, it's true. You can really communicate with the deceased. I said, you can also grow up on the other side when you have your own life. My parents were like, yeah, right, whatever. I said, no, the Ouija board, it works. And I said, I've got to get a Ouija board. And they're like, sure, sure. I said, if you won't give me one, Santa Claus will. And so sure enough, December 25th, 1973, this is what Santa gave me. This board right here. And I still have wow. it to this day. Yeah. Special board. I have a lot of boards in my collection, you guys, because I do collect boards too. But this is my first first board I ever had. That is so cool. So do souls age on the other side? Like this, this infant obviously did, mm-hmm. but do other souls age? Because I heard like old people who transition might mm-hmm. come back at their best age, right. whatever their happiest age was. You can do that. So um, one of the things that I did over the years, and again, I've been using the board now for 47 years when I started in 73, was one of the things I started doing immediately was exploring what the afterlife was like. This is like when I was really young and then I've done it throughout. So when I have friends who have transitioned even to this day, they come back and communicate with me. Most of them do because we made that pact before they left this realm. But anyway, what I've learned is that, yes, you typically will come back and show up in the age that you felt the best. However, 
you can project yourself to any age. So, for example, if somebody transitioned, they could project themselves to be the age of two. They could project to be the age of 35. They felt great then. They could project themselves to the age they never even reached when they were alive to the age of 99, let's say. Wow. You could project yourself to any age that you thought you would have been in that, that incarnation. That, that's an amazing factoid because I would not be aware of that. I knew about the younger, you know, the age mm-hmm. that you felt best, but I didn't think that they'd want to get older and project themselves. It's that more way. like exploration. It's more like just trying out possibilities they never got to try out here. So it's like, okay, let's say a person died at the age of 60. So they're able to try out what would have been like when they were 72 or 75, minus all the pain and all the aches or whatever the body feels. And, and their body is, is, if they die like ridden of cancer um, or any kind of illness, they're, they're immediately, you know, transitioned from that. And their light body is light and, you know, and free of any kind of condition when it passed or trans- transition back. Which is amazing. Yeah, I know a couple of people who passed in high school, like around 15, mm. 16. And, you know, you think, you know, there's so much that they didn't experience. Right. Yeah, what they might have gone through or what they might be wanting to experience from ups, from the other side. Well, what they always tell me too, though, they say that it was exactly their time to go. And, they, and in fact, I had a friend who just who transitioned. It was about, almost a year ago. She was only uh, 59 and um, died in this car crack car wreck it was just uh, just a weird sudden all of a sudden thing it was like she was a guilty or anybody's guilty it's just like it happened and so when I did communicate with her I took several months when she did come through she said you know Karen, you need to know there were no accidents it was absolutely perfectly planned that I was to leave when I did there are no accidents she keeps reminding me that there are no accidents that means anything in life not just the accident in the car but things that happen to us so there, there's no accidents everything's purposely aligned to help us evolve. And the same when they, when they transition, they're still evolving as well. It's so true. I mean, I, I, I firmly agree with what you're sharing right now because I believe that everything is a stepping stone for growth. Everybody has a different way of saying it, but it's all about growth. And if you get through this, it's for growth. And I also believe in the sacred contracts. I don't know if you mm. believe in those yeah, as I well. I do. So now somebody um, has shared with me, they believe that you have like five opportunities to leave this planet and you can choose when you leave do you are you under the same belief well I've heard that before and I've talked to some transition people about this sure there's always opportunities in times when you can choose to leave but it's like a, it's like not you're not necessarily consciously aware of it you guys that's something we got to think about it's more on a higher level like your higher self level that says this could be an opportunity for me to leave but no I'm going to stay because now this has shifted and changed I still believe in free will and I still believe that it, you know anything that you, even if you go to a psychic and you're told this is going to happen the thing is you can change it in a moment because you, some trajectory of a thought you had that takes you in another path so that can happen so yeah I do believe in the sacred contracts I do believe that we can exit at different times but I also think that's more on a higher level consciousness of ourselves we're not always so aware of it yeah and I think that when we you know my belief is is that when we have an accident you've said you knew you were going to have it in soul you agreed to this yes you agreed to this accident if someone murders you you made a sacred contract in agreement with the person who does this to you 
That's a hard thing to, for people to hear. Now, I know that's very hard. People, if people are watching this right now. That's hard to hear because you go, I didn't set myself up to be, you know, attacked or, or to be in this accident. The truth is your higher self on some level, you did agree. And it's, just, it's, it's, like, it's like, you know what we are? We're each other's like actors in each other's plays. You know, we're all actors on the stage and, and um, we agree to these things. And, there's, and, and to say we understand why we agree to them, we, we really can't unless you yourself go back and maybe in past life regression work and figure some of those things out. If I was addressing buddy for that, oh, you know, that, that would not be right because I don't walk in those first person's shoes. So it's like, it's not a judgment call. We have to be really careful about that when we say, um, you know, that like my friend who died in the car wreck, she says it was nobody's fault. It was what was supposed to happen. And so I have to honor her in that. And, she, and that's where she is now. Now, maybe if she survived that accident and then was like, you know, dismembered or, you know, maybe a paraplegic or something, there might be different feelings about that. But once you go back to spirit, you go, oh man, you see the bigger picture. You're like, right. yeah, I came into exactly what I'm supposed to do with the people I'm supposed to do with and the hardships and trials and tribulations I went through and the great things I went through, that was perfectly orchestrated so I can see why now, so my soul can evolve and grow. I, agree. I so agree. So I'll tell you an interesting story. When I was 18, I had my palm read and the woman you know, gave me this whole palm reading thing. And they said, when you're in your 50s, you will be in a car accident and you will be, you know, really injured. Um, you'll survive, but you'll be injured. Yeah. And when I was in my 50s, I was driving from Memphis to Chicago and I'm rear-ended. And the girl who hit me, her head was not above the steering wheel as she's coming down on me. Uh. But here's where the intervention came through. I was driving a two-seater. And so she popped up at the last second, put on her brakes. Her car went underneath my car, but I didn't flip. I just was able to stop. And Whoa. yes, I have, I have back and neck injuries from it, but I had heard that there was um, a family member who inter a male family member who from the other side who intervened, who made the exit not as bad as it could have been. Amazing, amazing. And that's what happens. You will have your guides and your helpers and your loved ones on the other side that will come in and intervene if it's not the right time for you to leave. They're going to go, wait, not yet, not yet. <laughs> There's something else more for her to do. And you might make that decision yourself if you have a you know, near-death experience. That's, that's an amazing story, Marla. Very thank, cool. Thank you. Thank you. So you talk to people on the other side. Do they give you any type of specific kind of messages or is it across the board? No, when I was younger, it was more across the board because I didn't know really what I was doing other than I was very positive about using this tool. It was, to me, it was like my lifeline back to, to Daki, my imaginary playmate who wasn't, and then also to things that I could do. And then working with these spirits on the board at a young age, it's like I just, I just kind of fell into it and learned. So I've always been getting all kinds of information. But as I got older, especially it was 1986, where I made a huge uh, transition with this tool and I, and I do call it a tool or a device <clears throat> because that's really what, what I use it for. Um, that really took me into new levels of using this board. And when I did that, I, that's when just the whole world of the unseen dimensions opened up to me. So it became not just communicating with the deceased. I started to communicate with all kinds of um, different beings that are in different dimensions, such as angelic kingdom or extraterrestrials, extra dimensionals, or higher selves, even my own higher self, as well as ethereal beings who had never been born in a body. It, the, the list goes on and on. So what this tool became for me as I began to explore more and more is what I would call my cosmic phone because I just dial up the frequency and communicate with those beings. Um, so it, now where I am when I communicate with the deceased, I, although I don't, that's not necessarily who I always talk to. I'm mostly talking to my guides and some of the higher ethereal beings. 
But when I do talk to the deceased, the transition now, they tell me a lot about the afterlife. And and now I know I'm so much more open to the other dimensions that um, I have better questions to ask now than I did as a kid. So I'm like, okay, so what happens when you die? It's more like, so now where are you? What are you exploring? What's next? You know, what's what, tell me about your evolution. And this is why I learned some of the things about how you can project yourself into any age that you want to be on that timeline of what you would have been. Because because truly, the incarnation that we just experience if we, when we do transition, it's still there. It's ne- it never continues to fail to be there. It's always going to be there. And so you can still project that out, like almost like a parallel life. So you can. that's why some of my friends that I talk to that are there can say, I can project to be a 99-year-old, although I died at the age of 60. I can be that person I never could be, but I can practice what it would be like now. So it's like you don't really stop because she died at an earlier age, she still can be exploring what it would be like to be in her 70s and her 80s and her 90s. So it's really, it's, it's, so these are the kind of things I'm more exploring now than just to what happens when we die. <laughs> you know, it's a little more complex than that. And so I'm learning so much. And by the way, I'm writing a book right now about consciousness, communicating with all kinds of consciousness in different realms. And one of the realms I am talking about is the round of the transition, those who have passed over. So I'm getting into a lot of the stuff in my new book. And I heard a new book is in, I just heard there's a new, there's a book to be had. So (laughs) interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm exploring all kinds of consciousness. See, how I use the tool now is I like to push the boundaries of consciousness. And what can I communicate with? So I can communicate with any being that is sentient, any being that has a sentience and wants like an awareness about themselves and wants to communicate back. This includes like the animals that are alive and also transitioned. You don't have to talk to things with the board or with your mind or with channeling with things that are always dead. You can talk to, and then, by the way, dead doesn't mean anything. Dead is you're still alive. Even when you think you're dead, you're still alive. Well, you know how you said we're like an act, you like we're actors. I always look at the soul. It's like Greek theater. Our soul yes. stays the same, but we put on different costumes depending upon our life. That's how yeah, I look that's at it. it. So that's, that's what I'm saying. So you, you never die. You just, you, it's life after life after life after life. You just transition into the next, to the next, to the next. And therefore, you can also have parallel universes, parallel realities. You could be living two lives. Here's something interesting. So the group of beings I mostly communicate with through the board and, and now also direct channeling, voice channeling, and I hear them and I do automatic writing with them. They've talked about sometimes when a soul comes in and a soul wants to have multiple experiences at the same time, often it will choose to be a... Um, for, um, identical twin or triplet or quadruplet or way out. It wants to experience itself in the same body, similar, you know, abilities, yet it wants to have different ways of experiencing the world. So uh, th- that's one of the more recent messages that came through the last five years. I'm just working on all this stuff. Like what are the possibilities for life here and life afterwards? That is so fascinating mm-hmm. because you know, you never think about, you know, twins, their soul. Are they split souls or are they two separate souls? You know, and what you're sort of saying is not all, but they could all be split souls. That's right. Especially the identical ones, the ones that are identical that come with us that look exactly the same. Not, not so much fraternal, but the identical ones. It, it act, think about it now. It is a cell that split. It's a cell that split and be split again to its two separate zygotes. It did its th- own thing, right? Yeah. So that's what's interesting where you have fraternal. It's a definitely two different eggs. See? That's so true. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back to talk about more with Karen A. Dalman. And if you want to call in, please feel free to call 888-346-9141 to ask Karen a question. Stay tuned.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, I'm here with Karen A. Dahlman. Karen is an author. She's authored three books, Working on Number Four, Licensed Psychotherapist, Channel for Source, and I like to call her a Ouija-ologist, but she's a Ouija expert. And we are going to get more into the whole Ouija board experience. And if you're going to use a Ouija board, let's learn how to do it properly. So we, as Karen calls it, we can get through the dead zone. Yes. And that's, that's the way she calls it. And we'll go from there. To check out Karen's website, well, we have three v- different websites. So we have creativevisionpublications.com, Karen A. Dalman, which is D-A-H-L-A-M.com, or tbhs.org to find out about the uh, Talking Board Historical Society. Right. So welcome back, Karen. Yay, it's great to be back with you. Let's talk a little bit. Let's do a deeper dive into Ouija. How about that? Okay, let's do a deeper dive into Ouija. So I think we were talking about, you just mentioned moving through the dead zone. So when everybody starts out with this tool, the easiest realm to reach would be those in the lower astral level, which is like the fourth dimension. So it's those that might be stuck, those that are still, you know, wanting to be part of this world, haven't quite moved on, transitioned, because they're still like maybe attached to uh, personality, they're attached to something that happened, or it could be those also that can come back to visit you. So it's not necessarily always negative, you guys. It can also be where your loved ones have already moved on, but come back and they're easier to reach. So that's where people always start with this tool. It's where I started too. And this is the place where you might get a lot of um, gibberish. You might get a lot of nefarious, uh, nefarious, like, yeah, sometimes, uh, or negative stuff because it's just lower level stuff. Now, I got to say something about the board before I go further into the dead zone. Okay. The board is really neutral. It's neither positive or good. It's just a tool or device. It's ourselves that become the amplifier for what you get. So for example, if I'm harboring fears and worries and concerns, and then I'm using this tool, I'm going to magnify that and draw that to me. 
Again, it's not the board, you guys. People say, I got to burn my board. No, it's you. You do not have to exercise yourself. You might have to look at what you're doing within yourself, what you're harboring. So a lot of times we will hold, I, I fears is the big thing. Oh, you know, they want to do a Ouija board, but they're like, I was told it was the demon and demon's going to come through. Well, guess what? You're going to start drawing that to you. It's, that's, it's just, again, it magnifies what it is you harbor within. I always say, check your inner feelings how you feel about the day. If it was a bad day, you're feeling angry, don't use the board. But if you're more in a positive, curious, excited state where you go, I want to explore, then use this tool. Start. That's where you start, okay? And that way you're going to draw different kinds of energies to you. I have a quick question. Sure, go bring so, in, Marla. I had a client and whose son is an all-American athlete. This is when he was in high school. And you know, he couldn't sleep. And yet when I went in, when I did a clearing on him and I heard Ouija board and the father said, yeah, don't you remember when he was seven years old, a friend brought a Ouija board open over. Okay. Well, when I went to, I had ended up doing space clearing and cleared their house and his room was the room that had the primary disturbance in it. And when I went to clear it, the energy only flowed to the edge of his bed. And then there, it was blocked from his bed to the window, which was probably a good five feet you know, but get however wide the room is. And what was interesting is that I had gotten that, that he had opened up a portal and for whatever reason, and he wasn't able to really sleep for seven years being That's this terrible. athlete. So the, the one I want to say is how do people, hey, what do they do that, that pops open portals and has all this gook come up and how can they avoid popping? I know we were talking about mental attitude where you're right. at, lack of fear, but is there any other way to make sure you stay secure and successful in a positive way when you work with Ouija? Well, it's not just Ouija. Okay, so but in this case, you're saying there's a Ouija board involved. Okay, so the Ouija doesn't do it. It's not the Ouija. It's the people that are involved with the tool. So I would say that that boy or the boy that, or his friend that came over, they have their own connections already to the realms. They're probably very sensitive like I was where I could open up things as well. And, not, and being a child, not knowing what you're doing, I didn't know either. I've, I'm very fortunate that I didn't fall into that, what she's talking about with this, with this boy. So that's what's happening. Is that there, we're, we're, we got to not take the power out of the person. The person is really the empowered thing here. It's not the tool. It's not this thing back here. It's ourselves. So I would say those kids had their own abilities. The board became their permission slip, their reason, their excuse to open it up. And yes, we could sit there in a room, just a candle by ourselves with the lights on and open up a, a something and bring in ener energies. It's all upon our attentions. So this is why I say when little kids want to use this tool, and listen, I use it at the age of eight, okay? <clears throat> I'm not opposed to children using it, but I, I, what, I'm, what I'm for is parents having a conversation with their child before they go get him aboard. And that can help with some of these things, like with this 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 uh, client of yours, Marla, if the parents may sat down before he used the board or talk to him after he used the board, there might have been something they could have done to intervene with him to help him become more empowered or the boy that came over to say, you know what, um, maybe it's a matter of you going to your parents and let them know what's going on and maybe you need to speak to a local practitioner or maybe you need to learn to close it down yourself that you are sensitive being and, and it's okay if you things are happening, but here's a way to close it. Here's a way to sleep at night, set the boundary around your bed. There's all these things I learned along the way as an adult. But if we just have conversations with the children who want to use this tool first, and, and you'll be surprised. I, I think a lot of the kids will, will say, I just want to know what happens when grandma died. Or what happened to my dog when my dog died? You know, it's things like that. Or I'm just curious because I watch these movies or I see YouTube on TV and there's people using boards and they're breathing demons. Is that real? Sometimes I just want to 
explore. If they can you sit down and have a conversation and do it with them, you know, listen, they're going to go sneak and use this, this tool. Like right. their son did, you know, a little boy brought it over. That's going right. to happen. You really got to be prepared for that. And we, and I think now where people are, especially with all the shows on TV now about the paranormal, uh, the ghost shows, there could be, there, it's more open now to have conversations because everybody's watching these shows. So it's, it's more common to say, right. Hey, we watch that ghost show. Well, this look, that's not really real. That's Hollywood or this is entertainment. But if you, want to do this stuff, you know, this is what you need to think about. It's educating. And I don't think we've done that enough because we were afraid to, especially when I was growing up in the 70s, 60s and 70s, you didn't do that. And, and that child, I don't know what year he was growing up, probably I'm going to guess 80s or 90s because yes. of, um, yeah, because of which board that came out and people want to use the board. So it's, you've got to kind of combat that, you know, with, as an adult with a child and have these conversations. But yeah, things happen. And it's not just because of the board though. I It's because of the operator. Now, one of the interesting things, people go, well, when I use this board, it's like I, I become more psychic. Well, the truth is you're using the board as your excuse or almost as your talisman to remind you of your own psychic abilities. We are all have these abilities of the clairsenses, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and so forth. We all have the ability to communicate with those who have transitioned. They might come to us in our dreams. We might get memories or thoughts or smells or something they'll come to us we all have all these abilities but when i find we sit down with a tool and it could be tarot cards it could be the I Ching, it could be ruins it could be a pendulum it could be a pendulum yeah they, right. they awaken this stuff within us it's not the tools it's ourselves so i always say people take back your empowerment it's not the board but the board when you use the board you're gonna you are gonna be working with other dimensions so be prepared what you're getting into and so i always say whatever you do before you do like a pendulum or tarot cards, you might do a prayer. You might breathe, uh, breathe, bring in white light, breathe, some kind of breathing exercise. I always do that. Center yourself, ground yourself, then start with this, this work. That's when you get the better results. And I know that doesn't come in a box. The boxes that you, these boards come in don't talk about all this. Right. I do have an angel board here. A psychologist had developed, and she actually has a little pa pamphlet that comes with it. And the board looks like this. Um, it's an angel board. It's really kind of cool. Oh, I love that. That's yeah, so pretty. Yeah, angel board. Um, I mean, this is a planchette's little angel. It's really, it's adorable. I love it. She gave that to me. And she's also, like I said, she's a psychologist. Um, that, you, you know, you just got to, you just got to do what you normally would do in any other ritual you do. Bring that into this and, and then make it a sacred space and start your session. And, and then you're going to get better results each and every time. Because again, it's what you're putting your into it, your intentions, what you're opening yourself up to, what you want to accomplish. You're protecting, surround yourself with light. You're feeling good within yourself, centered. Then do any of this work, whether it's tro cards, oracles, eching, all the stuff we're talking about today, Ouija boards. And the other thing, which we spoke about off air, but is about to really be able to receive messages, you have to clear your mind. You have to clear the, ooh, clear the clutter out of your mind because I know for me, my mind, I lived in my head. If you're living in your head, you're not going to have room to get information. So true. We were talking about this earlier before we came on the show. We wanted to show this with you guys. One of the things that happened for me, so I, I've used the board for... 47 years, but but about 10 years ago, I started working more off the board, although I use the board still. I just did the board session yesterday with, with my um, one of my board partners, but I started working off the board. In order to do that, I had to learn to discern the messages I was receiving, which come through my heart or in my head. So it's kind of a combination. I feel them here, and then I can hear them and sense them here. And 
when I'm thinking too much, like Marlo just said, you got all this stuff in your head going around, monkey, monkey mind, blah, 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 blah just chatter, chatter, chatter. You, there's no space. And so you have to learn to space it. I step aside mentally. Uh, meditation is great for this. I, there's a lot of techniques I use. I step aside, get from one brain side to the other, and then that's when I can allow them to come through. And then I can begin to discern what's really my inner chatter versus what, when I hear them, what they're saying. And I say them because I'm communicating with the group of collectives called the guides. I just simply call them the guides. And they're the ones that come through all the time, constantly. It's so true. And the other thing too is, oh, I just had it in my head and it went away. <laughs> It'll come back. It will, it come, will back. come back. But it is truly about, you know, letting, oh, not to judge. Don't judge oh, what you, you get. Do not judge. It's so easy to do this work. And I, uh, let's just take back to, into the Ouija board. When you're sitting down with the Ouija board, let's say you're going to use it by yourself, which but you, you can. Um, so you're using it by yourself. You're sitting there and you're waiting for this plant shot to move. And you're like, it, it, it starts to move a little bit. And you're like, no, no, that's me. Oh, no, uh, uh, no. Yeah, uh, uh. You, you get stuck. You have to kind of just feel, when you feel it, go with it. Don't judge. Uh, maybe it is your subconscious mind pushing it. Just let it go. Feel it flow. And then start writing the messages that come. It might be gibberish. might be a letter. Just that's what you have to do. You have to get out of your own way. Same with direct voice channeling. This is just one form of channeling. Another channeling yes. well, might be automatic writing. It might be verbally talking and to do that you have to get out of your way meaning you have to get and clear the clutter you have to not judge when you hear these messages so so like when i do readings for people what when i might use cards i might use my you know intuition when i get readings i can't go i hear a word or a phrase say it i'm like no no say it no and you can't do that because it's like how am i who am i to judge what that person's supposed to hear so whatever i hear or get or see i just say it and the next thing they're saying, yeah, oh, that makes sense. Oh, and it's not, it has nothing to do with me. I'm just the vessel that, that allows it to come forth. That's why I can't hold it. I can't stop it and judge it. And the same when I do the board. And when I do the board, it works really fast. I get messages that go on for pages and pages and pages from the guides. When I channel, voice channel, it comes in really clear. When I automatic write, write the same thing happens because I'm getting out of the way and not judging what's coming through. I have to let it flow. Does your voice change when you channel or does it not, sound not the same? Not so much. People say they see that sometimes my facial expressions or maybe the way I say words might change or the way I pronounce words might happen. I don't see much of a change myself, but then I step out. People say it just sounds like you're more strong in your or, or passionate about what you're saying. And I find it funny. So I will record it um, sometimes. And I, a lot of times when, I'm, when I do channel, I'm just like I, I step aside and I just because I'm not judging it, it just comes out. And I'm not, I'm not filtering it. So I don't know. I don't remember every single, the gist of what I said. Like when you and I are talking right now, I'll remember almost everything we said, right? Right. There I won't. But yes, there's some, there's subtle nuances. For me, it's, I don't see that major change in my voice like some people have. Yeah. I've, I had a friend who, I mean, his, his, his uh, Adam's apple would just expand or the neck would just get larger. And then his voice would change ever slightly. And he spoke more robotically. Yes. Fluidly. Yes. I'll tell you, that's funny. I, had, I was doing a, a channel session. It was on a show. This is, a, oh gosh, this is during um, the whole COVID-19 lockdown. So it was like more recently, this, this spring. And they were saying something and I, my, my Karen, myself here, my consciousness came more in the forefront and it was the weirdest thing. They were talking and they started going into slow warp speed. They were going, la, 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 And I was like, what? Because I, what, they said, well, Karen's calming and it was weird. I was like, never heard this and it's on recording. So I was like, 
wow. But I, my consciousness came back in and I was like, oh, I, well, I wanted to say something. And when I did that coming in, they had to recede. You know, they, they don't, it's, I want people to be clear about this. When you channel, it's not like their energies are in my body. What it is, is their thoughts mm-hmm. come through and I, they, I allow them to use my thoughts to speak. Some people do do trance mediumship. That's not what I do. And I don't know if that's what your friend does, Marla, but that's when they do let the energies come through. Mine's just more the voice, the, the sound, the, the feeling and the words, and then it comes through. But when my presence came back really strong, they're going to immediately leave because it's really me that's supposed to be in this body or using all my apparatus. And so for me, it's, it's a permission I give them to give their thoughts to me. And I always, I say here, cause I, I can hear them literally sometimes outside of my head. It's back here. And sometimes I hear them more in my head. It's when they're coming and I can hear them come. Boom. Did, did they say anything about COVID? Um, they have said some things. It? They have said some things and I've posted it on my website. Um, and I have not done a video about it, but just the gist of it is that they said there's a, there's a lot of things that are, this is what they called it. They said there's a lot of things hidden beneath the blanket of this virus, of the corona. They call it the coronavirus. There's many things hidden beneath the blanket of the coronavirus Beyond just the virus of the body, you will see a lot of the stuff start coming up um, for humanity to look at more clearly. They said it, they said before this year started, before we even knew about this coronavirus, they were talking about um, a big shift coming for us and a change that was going to make us really awaken to our personal empowerment. And to do that, we had to go through a lot of strife, a lot of hardship internally within ourselves. There's been a lot of we've all have a lot of our own conflict going on. It's, just, it's a mirror of what's going on in the world now. Now we're seeing it out here, but we've all been going through some really hard years. People have written to me, told me about this, and the guides have been talking about this. They said it's not that's a bad thing. It's actually it's actually a very positive thing to awaken to what what you really are about, what humanity really is capable of, and to do that, you got to look at what the, the the distortions in humanity and the distortions within your world. And once you can look at those and face them, that's when everything can shift for us in a better level. And we can move to a higher vibration, which means um, we begin to awaken to these abilities we're talking about today. We begin to um, realize that we are sovereign beings, that we are all spiritual beings and that we, every single one of us is important. Every, we're all interconnected and in that we do one thing bad to this person over here. We're really hurting ourselves. And so this is whole, this um, concept of what humanity is awakening up to that we really are one and that you really are a being that will live on forever and you never can be killed or die that you just transition and continue on this will become more open so then you'll have more abilities to reach in and maybe communicate with that you know your your loved one that just transitioned or something like of that nature it's 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 really it's really this is really a good time you guys as hard as it is for all of us and i know i'm struggling i friends i I know a lot of people are businesses all kinds of things are happening and i want to just say have hope through this time and one two of the most important things that guys have talked about during this time never give up your individuality it's great to work with groups of people, but never give up who you are and always remain true to your creativity. These are gifts that Source Wisdom provides us, the gift of individuality and the gift of creativity. And with that, you can do so much in the world. And so if you do become part of a group, don't ever let them say, you can't be this. You must be what we are only. Never, never, ever release that part of you that is unique because every single expression of our soul that comes forth, that we come forth from the spark of divine, of the divinity, we all are a source, you guys, incarnate. We cannot allow that to ever be pummeled, pushed down, held back, told it's not good. So that's, those are the big, big messages, Marla, the guides have. They've been preparing these messages for my audience for, I would say, the last three, four, five years, even before the, the current administration got into office, they've been talking about this. 
I'm going to put us on pause. We have to go to break. We'll be right back. We're going to finish more of this conversation. We come back. If you want to talk to Karen, 888-346-9141. Look forward to seeing you on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f-ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, I'm here with Karen A. Dahlman. And Karen is not only an author, licensed psychotherapist, channel for source wisdom, Karen is a Ouija expert, a Ouija board expert, so much so that she's the director and officer at Talking Board Historical Society. And I just want to give you her information. If you want to check out Karen and what she does, Karen A. Dahlman, D-A-H-L-M-A-N.com, creativevisionpublications.com, or the Talking Board Historical Society website is tbhs.org. So if you want to learn more about Ouija and all that it's you know, all its nuances, Karen is the one to talk to. If you want to talk to Karen, 888-346-9141. Welcome back, Karen. Thanks. It's great being <laughs> here. We're having a great conversation. It's going by way too fast. There's so much to cover. <laughs> so much to cover, but we it's charity shout out time. So let's talk about your charity, which is bestfriends.org, which I love. I know. You guys, I... Support the animals. Um, Best Friends Animal Society, that's the bestfriends.org. Um, they do a fabulous job of taking care of the animals. Um, we, this is like part of humanity, you guys. I mean, they're different species, but they are, they are a mammal <laughs> with us, our friends, our furry friends, and they need all the help they can get. I, they're, just, they're just not treated the way they should be treated. So please, you know, whatever you can do to share with bestfriends.org, any, any money you can donate for them or any other kind of donation, please reach out to them. They're oh, great. That's wonderful. Yeah, I'm in the market for a puppy myself. So, oh, good. <laughs> I want a little one, but, uh, but <laughs> there's a lot out there that need to be rescued for sure. There are, and uh, my my tug 
who was 110 pounds, sweetie pie. Oh. He's a rat coonhound mix. He is just an angel. Mm. He's just, he's my, he's my guy. Mm. Other than my husband, of course. Okay, right. <laughs> Can't forget Gary. <laughs> so we were talking earlier, Ouija versus psychic abilities. You know, we were talking, I'd asked you, you know, when you do sessions, do you rely on the Ouija? Do you just rely on psychic abilities now? Or do you use both? How do you, when you work with a client, I know everything is individual, like a fingerprint. Right. But how do you know which tool to use with your clients? Well, I have clients that come to me just to communicate with their guides and they want to use, they want me to use the Ouija board. It's part of the process and and my guides will come through or their guides will come through or I'll get a message from spirit from somebody they want to reach out to or if the spirit can't come through, then usually my angel will come through. Her name is Mary. I've been working with her since 1989 and she'll come through and she will help bring the messages forward. So it's, so it just depends. And then when I do readings, I also, I'm also on a, a psychic line um, and I do readings there. And when I do them, I, I typically, it's more intuitive. I, I get the words like I was talking about earlier, clear my mind. I get in that space. I may use cards periodically, but mostly it's what I hear and I just go with it. And I'm mostly channeling. A lot of times I will just, I'll say, Hey, I've got a message for me. They want me to bring them through right now. And I'll step aside and let their guide come through or my guide will interpret what they're saying. So it really just depends. Um, and, and then when I'm doing traditional therapy, that's what it is, you know, but I'm also, I'm also in, um, I'm also experienced in licensed in um, hypnosis. So, and I'm not doing that so much oh. now, but I, I use it a lot of myself. But when I was using hypnosis in practice, I was doing a lot of past life work. Actually, it was regression work. The clients would go back to past life. And so the Ouija board wasn't involved. Channeling wasn't involved. It was all hypnosis and past life recall or future life recall or in between life recall. A lot of that. And that was just to heal, help the people heal it with any issues they came to my sessions for, such as depression. We would follow that residue of that depression back to where it started. And it might have started earlier in this life. And then it might have started, you might have gone even back further into other lives or other incarnations. So really, it's just a matter of what people want and also what I feel like I need to use with the client. It really changes. I think it's, and I think the more tools you have in a toolbox, the more it helps get the client whatever it is that they might need. That's right, because not everybody's going to resonate with a board, and not everybody's going to resonate with channeling, and, and so people might just resonate with just hypnosis or just with ver- verbal talking. So one thing I do, which my guides have told me about, I've been doing for years, and um, when I was uh, first starting out as a practicing therapist, I went to private practice. I was like the age of 27 when I went to my own private practice. One of the things that I would do, I was like, I was trained, had all my hours and my licenses and all this stuff, but it was to jump in at that young age. I was like, who do I think I am? The thing was this, I was already channeling and what the guides called it, we, they call it vocal we or we speak, W-E-E. So it's we with them and the extra E is me, like we, me. So it was we, W-E-E speak. That's the name they gave it or vocal we, W-E-E. Oh. That meant we were working together. So you, you would not know I was channeling. And I was like, where did that idea come from? Where did this? I just said, go with it. So I was learning early on to separate and allow the flow to come. And I thought, oh, it's just intuition. I don't know where it's just, you know, and then I, when you're usually new at being a therapist, you also have to have a, 
like a, a psychiatrist or a doctor that you go to that helps you look at your clients you're working with and to kind of help you stay on track, make sure you're not doing projections and all kinds of weird, you know, transference issues and things. So you know, I was still doing that, but it was like all these ideas were coming through. It was very solid and sound. It was helping the clients. And the guides didn't tell me at that time. They just told me later. I said, yeah, we were doing vocal we. We were working with you. And and those were ideas that would come from your higher self, but we'd help kind of put them there. And then you'd pull them down and use them. They said, that's, that's how people really should work. They should work incorporating their higher selves, should work incorporating all the help that's out there for us. Um, and so that's what, that's is really what I'm teaching people to do. When people come to my, my shows and my channels and my workshops and programs I teach, I'm really trying to help people to empower themselves to connect with their higher self, their greater self, source wisdom, and do this work themselves and bring that in to their life. So you're not so just two-dimensional. You become more like five-dimensional, six-dimensional. You become so much more a multifaceted being and you begin to express all this for yourself in your life. That's what this is about. This, this is why I'm very passionate about what I do just so happens that this tool can help you get there as these other tools we're talking about can help you get there too right and it depends what you're resonating with you know where it's coming from we all have the ability it's just getting out of your way and then and just allowing things to come through without judgment without criticism and know that if it's coming through it's coming through for a reason yeah you, and Marla, you you get you you be getting words. You get things too. They come to you. They they come like insights, right? Flashes. How would you ex- describe that? Uh, you know, it's it's different for different different for different situations. Um, yeah, sometimes I just I just get information and I share it. Sometimes I see things like uh-huh. I'm starting to see not just uh, spirit on the other side, but actual people spirit in this life. Mm. And so, like, I have a client who is non has a son who's non-communicative. And, you know, we've, we're, I was doing work with her about it. And he came to me. And he wanted me to let her know how loved he felt. Like, he looked oh. like a swaddled baby, you know, being cradled. And how grateful he was that, that she took such care of him. And it was just such a beautiful vision. So for me, I mean, some of these things are new. The visions are, are relatively new. But I now I've learned to get out of my way. Don't judge and let it come out, whatever it is, because it's not meant for me. It's meant for whomever. I and just, that, that's critical. That's a, that's a very important piece. So years ago when I was doing some messages for people through the board, um, I remember getting a message that was kind of harsh. I was judging it, okay? And it wasn't for me, but it was for a person that reached out to me as a client that wanted this message and I was going to give her this message. I was like, oh, I was starting to judge it. And I re- re- got right back in there and I said to the guys, I said, hey, can we like shift this message and make it a little bit Soften softer? up a little. <laughs> They're like, no. How, how, why would you think if this person came to you as a client asking you for advice, this message that we're going to bring forth from her guides, why would you intercede and think that it needed to be shifted and changed? Why would you not trust her and her own vision of wanting to come to you and get this message? I went, duh. And that's when I got, that's when I said, okay, I got to get out of the way. Another level of getting out of the way. Yes. Just because something comes through and I think, oh, I would never talk to somebody like that. That is what she needed. She goes, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> she needed and I'm a like, smack. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I, I was like, thank goodness. I, you know, I'm glad I didn't tweak it. Cause you know, the guides, they don't make me do anything. They give me the message and I can do what I want to with it. I've since that point, quite a few years ago, I've never once shifted the message. It's verbatim, even with their misspellings. If they have misspelling, sometimes they do, or words that they use that I don't even understand. I have to go look up in the dictionary. I give it to them because it's like, that's the way it's supposed to be. And people always say, yep. I've had messages that come through. It's one word. Now was the message for this gentleman. And I said, what? That's all we're going to give you? Because usually it's like paragraphs and pages and it goes on and on. It's beautiful. <laughs> he says, no, I don't need more. He goes, I wanted to change my career. And he goes, I've been thinking the time is now. And they just validated that for me. It's now. I went, wow. okay. <laughs> Karen, this has been an amazing show. Thank you so much. I'm going to have to have you back because there's just to. so much more to talk about. I, I know we, we a lot of similar things we need, we need to get out. <laughs> but listen, thank you so much for having me, Marla. It's been an absolute joy. And thank you, everybody out there who's watching the show now or later. Wish you guys the best. Thank you. And so if you want to get uh, look up Karen and look at her website and see all she does, Karen A, like Apple, Dahlman, D-A-H-L-M-A-N.com, creativevisionspublications.com. Or if you want to look up the, okay, I'm going to forget what it is. Um, Talking Board the Talking Board Historical Society. Historical Society. <laughs> so, tbhs.org. And reach out to Karen, and she'll give you some great information, guidance, whatever it is you need. She'll be there for you. She also has three books, The Spirit of Alchemy, teach- Secret Teachings of the Sacred Reunion, The Spirits of Ouija, Four Decades of Communication, and Spirit of Creativity, Embodying Your Soul's Passion. And these can all be found where, Karen? They can be found on my website if you want an autographed copy or you go to Amazon.com. They're both in Kindle and paperback form. Perfect. Thank you so much. I want to thank everybody at Voice America for putting on the show and always doing such a phenomenal job doing it. So grateful. I want to thank Teresa Scott Reed and Bridget. I know I'm going to mess up your last name, so I'm not saying it. Um, thank you because you get me going and you help me. So, so grateful. And I want to thank you, the listening audiences for tuning in, whether it's live or after. Uh, Check out my YouTube page because this will be on YouTube. Like it, subscribe to it. Um, My new journal came out yesterday, my sacred journal, which is a tool that I put together for my effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path. Look it up at uh, the Barnes & Noble or Amazon. And I'm going to ask you before we leave to please, 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 be socially considerate of others. We don't know if you've got the virus, somebody else has the virus, but I'd love for you to be safe and I'd love for you to keep others safe. So please don't look at it as tyranny. Don't look at it as control. This is just being considerate of your family, your friends, your neighbor, and even those you don't know, but in your soul life, you do know them. So please be considerate. And until the next show next week, I'm sending you love blessings and gratitude. Stay well.